Kumite Radio is brought to you by Supplement Warfare. Visit their website, supplementwarfare.com.au for the best quality supplements on the planet. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off of all orders. If you're trying to get sexy for the summer, if you're just trying to flex on fools, visit supplementwarfare.com.au for the best supplements in the world. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off and support the podcast. Joining me right now on Kumite Radio is Haider Hassan. He will be fighting on September 29th at Kumite One League versus Haitham Al Sayad in Mumbai. What's going on, Haider? What's up, brother, man? Good to, good to have you guys. Uh, appreciate you having me on and uh, good to talk to the people, man. For sure, man. Uh, it's always good to have you back. Um, let's talk about Phoenix FC6. You defeated Pavel Kush via unanimous decision. What are your thoughts on that performance and what you proved to the MMA community by beating such a highly touted veteran? Um, yeah, man, you know, fighting pa Pavel, I was excited, man. I was excited to fight a top name guy. And I was, I was even more excited to show uh, my improvements in the game, uh, with the mistakes that I've learned. Uh, so it was, it was awesome, man. You know, fighting a guy like Pavel, one mistake, uh, and at any point on your feet or on the ground, uh, and it's a wrap. You know, you just saw he's in the PFL tournament. He knocked out his first fight. He knocked out was that Khabib's cousin mm -hmm. uh, in the in the second round. Uh, and he was and he and it was a and they were going back and forth. It was a fight, and he took damage and still came back. He just he lost the second round. Uh, but I believe he's going to be fighting in the playoffs. Um, but uh, so yeah, man. It was just it was for me. It was important to go out there and represent, man. You know, I. My previous losses, uh, I, I feel like if I was healthy, they wouldn't, they wouldn't, have, they would have turned out different. Um, but regardless, no excuses. Uh, so I was just excited to go out there and, and fight top ranked opponent. Uh, my mind was to go out there, put the pressure on him. I feel like I, I could have uh, knocked him out uh, if I uh, if I had was more fresh. I think the travel took a little bit out of me. I had a long training camp, which took which took a little bit out of me. But uh, I was grateful to get the win and uh, you know and show the world uh, I'm back. Yeah, it was a it was a huge win, almost uh, in a way a resurgence of a win, you know, for you. Um, coming out of that fight, were you injury free and ready to get immediately back into competition? Uh, man, you know, I actually I, I hyperextended my knee in that fight. He was he was, he was shooting hard uh, takedowns, uh, so I hyperextended my knee in the fight. I I was looking to get I was I accepted the title fight right after. Right after the show, right after the event, they offered me a title fight, and I agreed. Uh, I, I didn't think it would be that bad, but it took a, it took about six to eight weeks for it to get get better. Um, un unfortunately, the, the event ended up getting uh, canceled, um, so it ended up. Uh, it you know it kind of you know you don't hurt me the most uh, because I because I got disqualified against Roger Huerta uh, promotions. Uh, they look at that as an L a loss you know and even though like in my opinion i was i was kicking his ass you know and after that loss he got signed he fought benson henderson uh main event for Beltor. now he's fighting patricio pitbull main event so like uh i'm right there even the pfl the pfl they signed pavel but they put me on the injured reserve in case someone gets hurt and even though i beat pavel um they were like oh well you're coming off that you said you're the, the match break was like, oh, well, you're coming off loss. I had to look and see if it was, it was, you were disqualified. 
you know, but they were like, oh, we're going to go with Pavel because he has some more experience, you know. Uh, and honestly, I think in that tournament, in that PFL tournament, I think I would light everyone up. There's no one that I don't see that, that, would, that would give me problems, man, you know. Uh, I like that one guy who's been knocking everyone out. I think that would be an awesome fight for me, you know. Um, but everything happens for a reason, bro. It's God's will. Definitely. Uh, everything does happen for a reason. And uh, now you get to move on. But going back to Phoenix, you know, you were supposed to fight for the title, like you said, August 2nd versus Claudio Cesario for the welterweight title. Um, it never happened. Were there any signs at the last Phoenix event to where you were like, hey, something's kind of off here? Uh, well, the one thing I didn't like was that it would take like six weeks to get paid, you know, and that would that would like bother me, you know, because uh, a lot of times you, you spend a lot on camp. And you're, and you're looking to get that money right back as soon as the fight's over because all other promotions, the moment you walk out of the cage, you got to check. Uh, so, but I, I chalked it up to just uh, kind of Arabs, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's Arabs, they're being Arabs, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, oh, but I'm getting my money, so whatever. Uh, but I never thought, I never thought anything really would happen. I mean, like he was, they were so, they were so passionate. They were getting a deal with uh, NBC Action, you know, they, 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 so like it, it kind of came out of left field. I had some friends on the production side and I was getting messages from them uh, saying, Hey, be careful, be careful. Uh, don't sign uh, this fight. It might not happen. Watch your back. So like once, once I started getting uh, messages from secondary people um, then, and then like and different people, like mess fighters started messaging me saying they didn't get paid, you know? And then I was like, Oh shit, you know? Uh, so but, uh, but yeah, Cesario was a good fighter. I was looking forward to fighting him. It's so terrible for fighters because they could sign a contract with a promotion and the promotion can just slip out the deal and there's no repercussions. But for a fighter, there are huge repercussions because you have to invest in camp. You have to, you know, there's so much. You're investing your physical well-being to go to the events, to train for the events, to fight for the events. And I think there should be something laid out eventually, man, to where the promotions have to, you know, pay up if they don't, you know, provide what they, you know, they signed up for. Yeah, you know what's awesome, man? I, uh, I'm, since I, I signed a one-fight deal with uh, K1L uh, in the, the new Indian promotion, uh, and in their contract, they say if anything happens where your opponent doesn't show up, what it can be, any matters – will still honor the contract and, and pay you the full amount. And I've never seen that in any contract, not in any UFC contract, strike force, nothing, dude. Uh, so just once I, when I saw that, I was like, damn, these people are respectable. Uh, I'm excited to go out there and, and, and give them my best fight. For sure. Now, your last fight was in April. How have you been keeping yourself busy? Uh, yeah. So after, after, after my fight was in April, I was getting ready for August. So I pretty much stayed in the gym. Um, I, I didn't want to beat my body up. Uh, so I just really focused on keeping my body in a optimum, uh, shape, probably like 60% capacity. So that if I get a, so that if I get a, a five, a five week notice four or five week notice fight, uh, to add that 40, 50%, uh, to top myself off wouldn't be too hard to do. Uh, it's always better to stay in shape than get in shape. Um, so that's pretty much what I did, man. And uh, I, I, I was trying to get other, I was trying to fight. I, I, I got offered a fight. To, I, I, I got offered to fight August 28th in uh, Crimea, Russia. 
uh, against uh, one of the top prospects. The guy was 18 and two. Um, I accepted the fight. So I was training for that. Um, but it ended up uh, falling through just because my manager gave me some advice. You know, I, I'm close to, you know, if I come off another nice win, uh, if I if I go out there and do a nice first round KO finish, I think I can get some good leverage. I can I can get a good deal with the Bellator, whatnot. Um, so he was like, "Listen, man, you're coming off a bit. You're coming off a good win uh, to go to go into go into Russia. If you don't beat the if you don't knock out the Russian, you know the odds aren't in your favor. You know that's kind of the general consensus for fighters. You know uh, the money was decent, so it kind of it kind of hurt me uh, to say no to the money." Uh, so I ended up like having to, I kind of had to pick up a side hustle and work a little bit. Um, but it was all good, man. I was able to stay in the gym and then this opportunity came. I took the fight on uh five weeks notice and uh, I, I'm ready to rock. Being a part of training camps while you're in between fights, what are the benefits for you? Yeah. So, I mean, with this, I was helped. So me and uh, Tiago Alves, he's one of my best friends on the team. Uh, you got the interview with him. Mm-hmm. Um, He's, he he left for Moscow. I was helping him. With, I was helping him with his camp. He's kind of fighting a, a similar Russian that likes to throw overhand hooks and a good boxing base. Uh, so for me, like it's just the environment, the positive energy. Uh, you're you're. It's a good way to stay in shape without hurt, getting your body beat up. Um, and you're as he evolves, you evolve, and and it's just the the good camaraderie. Like uh, Pitbull fights next Saturday. And then I'm gonna fight two weeks after two weeks after that. So like, um, it's just constant encouragement. Yo, let's kill it. Let's let's do this. Let's let's kill the motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and uh, and in a long training camp, when you're doing two days and you're in the gym six days a week and you're taking one day off, having like your your, your best buddy in the gym doing the same thing and they're motivating. You're doing a strength condition together. That's like. Uh, it makes it all, it makes it much better because you feel like shit, he'll feel like shit and you'll, and you'll, sorry for cursing, uh, but he's not feeling good. You're not feeling good. You will uh, motivate each other and you feel end up feeling better and you end up laughing and smiling. So it's, uh, it's all about the environment. Definitely. Uh, you are one of the most positive people I've ever met in this sport. So it's good to probably have you around when on those dark days, on those terrible training sessions, right? Yeah, it's always good to pop a smile and crack a few jokes, uh, you know, tell some girl stories. <laughs> <laughs> now, moving forward, you mentioned that you signed a one-fight deal with uh, K1L. Uh, this is the first event that they're having in India. How did you link up with this new promotion? Because most people, they don't know about this. They don't know what's going on. Yeah, so uh, the promotion, do you know what uh, Zafi Ephraim from Arabs MMA? Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Zafi, he actually hit me up and was like, yo, there's uh he wanted to know, he, he, we're, we're, we're friends. He does good things for the, for the, for the MMA community, uh, helping like, he's like yourself, bro. You know, you're, you're helping propel the sport and, 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 and world global exposure, bro. So guys like you, man, uh, are very appreciated from a fighter's perspective. Uh, so thanks, man. Uh, so yeah, he, he, he checked up on me and he was like, Hey man, well, any fight news coming up? And, uh, and I was like, man, I'm hoping to find out some news soon. I was like, if you have any, if, if anyone hits you up, let him know I'm down to scrap. And then he was like, yeah, there's, uh, there's big things going on in India right now. I'm going to see, I'm going to see what's up. I've been hearing big things. And I was like, all right, yeah, let me know. And then like two days later, he hit me up. He's like, yo, you want to fight? And I'm like, yeah. And the money was good. And 
Uh, Mike Tyson's part of it, you know. I, so, like, I consider myself the heir of Mike Tyson. So, I mean, like, let's go, bro. What's wrong with that, you know? Uh, to be able to fight with Mike Tyson when he's cage side, I mean, man, that's, that's – I, I even if I could dream it, I'd be like, oh, that was a cool dream. But now it's going to be a reality, so it's pretty badass. Yeah, it would be definitely cool to uh, get a win and then have Mike Tyson come into the cage and uh, congratulate you. He'll, he'd basically be the first one that you'll be looking at after you get your win. Yeah, man. I, I met him in Vegas. He, he's good friends with, uh, with Cody uh, Gambert on The Ultimate Fighter. He came by the gym, and uh, he came and said what up to us, uh, gave us a little pet, pet talk, and uh, he's the man, bro. You know, uh, he, he, he's just a pure block, bro. You know, uh, yeah, his fists are like the size of your head, you know, <laughs> he's just a beast, bro. So I got a lot of respect for the man. Definitely, you know, like he's a guy that you could actually say that has been through everything in life. Everything, man, from the bottom to the top. Uh, now he's now he's good. Uh, and, it, and probably like the most honest person you can you can meet, too uh honesty is uh i like people that are brutally honest you know like you don't have to be nice but just keep it real and i like people that keep it real a whether true it's og he is a, a true, true he don't give a you know what <laughs> I, respect that. I respect that a lot all right you're taking on haytham al Said. what do you know about your opponent uh yeah man haytham he's he's a he's a seasoned veteran man he's got uh what, 11, uh, what, 15, 15 fights, something like that, 15, 16 fights. Uh, he's fought all the top top fighters. He fought he fought MVP. He fought Michael Page. Uh, the fight got stopped by referee's cut. Um, he fought, he's fought in ACB uh, against one of my teammates who's who's a beast. Um, my teammate ended up catching him with a heel hook. Um, so, I mean, he, he he's, he's, he's a crafty veteran. Uh, I definitely cannot underestimate him. Uh, it's going to be my, the first time I've, I fought an Arab. Uh, I don't really like to fight my people. I like to help my people. Uh, but hey, it's business, man. You know, I've, I fought my best friends. I fought, you know, at this point, like nothing surprises me anymore, you know. Um, but I'll tell you, man, anytime Arabs get after it, it's, uh, it'll, it'll, it'll be a recipe for everyone to want to watch, you know. Uh, he's got a great fighting spirit. I got a great fighting spirit. So it's going uh, to be an exciting fight. Yeah, one thing that's clear about Haytham is that he is in the cage to entertain. Does that aspect of about him excite you more? Uh, yeah, just the fact that he likes to fight. I like people that like to fight, you know. And uh, he doesn't, and, and he's not, and he's not, he doesn't fight safe, you know. He he uh he, he's like it's like when you fight a mexican mexican have the the mexican uh warrior they're gonna get in your face they like to fight uh they like that grit and uh so do arabs you know and uh at least the arab fighters that i met and i've no, no mo met now since i've been fighting in the middle east uh my past two fights i've met some of the toughest arabs around man so like uh it's just like the, you know, the any asian fighter I, I know they're all they're all tough as hell you know what i'm saying because like two, two, one, they're all crazy, just like the Arabs. You know, you're crazy, you're tough. You know, that's the only way you can be in, to survive in this sport, man. Uh, so I, I, I respect the hell out of them, and uh, I'm gonna give them a lot of respect when I see them, and uh, I'm gonna go out there and bring it. But that 
craziness, that wild, entertaining style that he has, is that going to play into your hands? Um, I, I feel I'm the more technical fighter. Um, he likes to, he likes to keep it standing. Um, he can get a little wide, he can get a little crazy. Uh, his guard can get a little wide. Uh, I, my elbows are in tight. I've got good head movement. I'm, I slip and rip really good. Um, so it's, uh, I'm a bad matchup, you know? Um, but if I, if I get careless, if I don't move my head, he can, he can, he can catch me. Uh, so I have to go out there and fight my best fight. I have to go out there and uh, not underestimate him whatsoever because, uh, man, he likes to throw those sneaky knees up the middle. He'll throw good combos and fire a knee. So if you're, if you're dipping the wrong way, he can catch you. Uh, so, um, yeah, I'm training really hard. I've been training, fighting with the, training with the best guys here at the gym and, uh, yeah, I'm ready to go out there and, and, uh, put on an amazing performance and, uh, bring home a nice knockout. Since you are 35 years old, is there more of an urgency for you to fight more frequently so you could get back into the big leagues like UFC and Bellator? Yeah, man, absolutely. Absolutely. I, uh, I'm really, I'm trying to stay busy. After this fight, I have another fight lined up November 17th uh, in South Florida uh, against a guy that's, uh, that fought in ACB. He's 10-2. So I'm staying busy, man. I come off a nice knockout win here. Um, If this promotion is doing another, the show, K1L, they're looking to do six to seven shows a year. Um, if If they do end up doing one more event before the end of the year, I'll probably fight for them rather than the November 17th card. I already got permission from the promoter um, just because they're going to pay more. Uh, but, but yeah, absolutely, man. I, I'm trying to stay busy. My goal is my goal is by 2019 to be uh, by the first quarter of 2019 uh, to be signed by a major organization, uh, Bellator or UFC. If I'm coming off three in a row, uh, I feel like I have good, good buying product, good, good leverage. Uh, and uh, I honestly, I feel if I come out there, this, this, this nice knockout, I can, I'll have some good leverage. Uh, but the more wins, the better. And, uh, yeah, I'm not wasting time. Nowadays, fighters are involved in other ventures inside and outside of MMA. Do you have anything going on you would like to promote? Yeah, man. You know, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big crypto, cryptocurrency enthusiast. Uh, I've been in the market for about uh, coming on two years now. Um, yeah, when I'm not, I, if I'm putting 10 hours in the fight game, I'm putting 10 hours in, in the cryptos, man. It's, uh, I don't know if you, do you follow, you follow like Bitcoin and all that stuff? Somewhat, somewhat. It's big in the, the Korean market's really big. Uh, yeah. Currencies. Um, it's something that like for me, uh, I, I know where the direction of, of where, where we're heading um, and the future of payment, global payments. Uh, you know, for example, when I fought in when I fought in uh, Dubai, I got paid electronically by a wire. It took five to seven business days for the wire to clear uh, to the states. Not only that, but I got charged fourteen dollars uh, for the for that transaction. You know, for them to wire me money internationally. Uh, for example, cryptos. For example, if any if I, if I wanted to send if they wanted to send me money with the cryptos, as soon as I hit enter uh the money appears on in my account and instead of costing me uh 14 it would have cost me pennies uh fractions of a penny and uh, i can convert that into any uh fiat currency whether it's 
the US dollar, the euro, uh, whatever it is. Uh, and that's just the direction of where global payments gonna go, not only for peoples, but for, for, uh, for, for corporations, businesses. And uh, it's gonna change the way things are done. So like, I, I'm super excited about the future. And for sure, man, I'm, all my money is in crypto. And uh, I'm like all in, bro. I'm like 98% of my money is in crypto. Uh, I invest pretty much all my fight money except my except my bills into crypto. Uh, so I'm excited. You know, this past year we've had an extended uh, correction, meaning the market's been uh, going down. Uh, last year, Bitcoin went from in a period of it went from 1,000 to 20,000 in a period of three weeks. It went from 7,000 to 20,000. So anytime you have these big type of gains. You have to have a correction uh, in order to have a healthy, healthy market, healthy, uh, and and to have the next healthy rally, uh, and and that's what we're starting to get into. Uh, so God willing, uh, 2019 will be good, good times for the cryptos and good time for MMA promotions. You know, there you go. You got some knowledge, some knowledge about crypto on the interview. You know, it's always good to hear that fighters are. In, you know, they are involved in something else except for fighting to kind of, you know, back their dreams and back their passions a little bit because a lot of the times just fighting cannot push you through life. Uh, no, you know, the fight game, and I would say for over 90%, 95% of the fighters, the, the money you make in fighting, it will, will be able to bridge your next passion. Even the guys that have been fighting in the UFC, you know, they're not, you're Oh, there's only one Conor McGregor. He's made the money that where he could retire. But everyone else, like, you have to, that money that you've made, if hopefully you've been responsible enough, and that will help bridge whatever you're passionate about uh, for the remaining however many years, you know. Uh, actually, I thought about going into the FBI. Uh, one of my buddies is, uh, is, 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 number ranked, is, is one of the top-ranked officials uh, in the FBI. Uh, but then I... Uh, but then I, I got more into the cryptos and I, and I know the direction of where we're going and I'd, I'd much rather be my own boss than, uh, cause I've been other, I've, I've had a boss before and I don't, that shit sucks. <laughs> well, you know, being an FBI agent might not work out for you because they'll be like, I recognize this guy. I see this. Uh, where have I seen I, this guy? Uh, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hunter, thank you for your time, man. And, uh, if you want to catch him fight, I think that, they're going to have a live stream internationally for K1L on September 29th. Watch him fight. It's going to be explosive. Thank you for your time, sir.